technology, you know, he's going to let us down once again. Sorry about that. Um, let's jump into our first topic. What it do, baby? I know what it don't. And it don't look like a win. Today was not a good day. But anyway, welcome back to the Rogue Party. It's your man Hendo here. And I am joined by a very, 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 very special guest. My oldest, my baby girl, my firstborn, the love of my life, Jasmine. How are you today? All right. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I got a headache. I think being out in Same. the rain, <laughs> being out in the rain and the cold and all that, and just people irritating me all day. I think that kind of did something to me, you know, me having to be extra nice to all the folk out there in Ravenville. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> because you're so ready to fight any and everybody. <laughs> no, I was yes. not ready to fight. First of all, do not put out that perspective that I'm a violent individual. Because I'm the nicest person on earth. I didn't say you're violent. I just said you're ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. But I mean, that's never hit on that. That, that, that dude knew he was wrong. That's why he switched seats. He knew <laughs> well, he, he said, excuse me the second time. <laughs> he said, right. He came through, he said, excuse me the second time. All I ask for is people to be polite. You walk across somebody, I just say, excuse me. That's all I no, ask. No, you said, you could say, excuse me. Well, because <laughs> anyway, let's let, let look, let, let's, you're taking me all off track and all off focus here. We are here to talk about the Baltimore Raiders. <laughs> so I thank you all for joining us here so we can discuss this game. Listen, as we all know, the Baltimore Ravens fell to the Indianapolis Colts 22 to 19 in overtime. Um, before we, I jump in and give you my opinion and what I felt and the things that I saw, is there anything that you want to tell the people that you thought about this game, Jasmine, or how you saw it, especially that being that we were in the stadium? <laughs> it was heartbreaking. We left thinking we had won. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was just disappointing. But the Colts fans were having fun though. Because oh, they were man, all happy. <laughs> they were happy. Like, oh, I think we're coming back. I'm like, Well, man. I think that they didn't expect to win. And then to find out they had a dog in the fight, they were like, oh, okay, let's go. <sighs> yeah. All right. Before we discuss this depressing game, this emotionally draining game, because I think um, when you left, you were emotionally drained. You didn't want to eat. You just wanted to go home. You didn't want to do anything else. But before we jump into this, let's see who we got up in here with us today. <laughs> Bad, bad, bad day. What's going on? Living big with Big Reg. Make sure you check out his channel. He has some dope Ravens content, some motivational speaking that he also does. I'm not sure. Are you doing a stream later tonight, Big Reg? I don't know. I didn't get to say anything earlier today because, you know, we were out at the stadium. We got my man, my partner, Mr. Galloway, the gentleman that I do electric relaxation with every Tuesday at 8 p.m. where we live stream all things hip hop, especially old school, primarily old school. We don't like new school. Like, we don't, we just, it's, it's just something about this mess. And make sure you check out our latest episode because we did an episode on Ladies First. We did the evolution of women in hip-hop. So make sure y'all check it out. Give it a like, subscribe, share it with your friends. I think it was a dope episode giving a shout out to the ladies. My man Jose Garcia is in the house. What's going on, Jose? How you feeling? Also, Lunch Break Hot Take, they just streamed about an hour or so ago. Make sure you check them out. Very, very dope content. If you like what I do, this is where I learned it from. Also, we got Coach Evans in the house. Sip to tally. 
Coach Evans had his in-game live stream, and he also did his call and show afterwards. Make sure you check him out. Make sure you check all of us out tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Myself, Coach Evans, Jose, Brodney, uh, Chris Just Joking, and OTR Mike from Open Mike with OTR Mike with the Ravens Roundup tomorrow night, 9 p.m. We're going to talk in depth with the round table about this game. I don't know if I'm going to pull any punches tomorrow. I'm going to pull some punches today because I'm still emotionally numb from what I saw. But I told you in the beginning of the game, Jasmine, did I not say don't sleep on Gardner Minshew? Did I kept telling you that throughout the game? You did. I said, you said Gardner Minshew. That's the dude with the jorts. What are they, jorts? I, like, I said I liked his jorts and his mustache. <laughs> now that's what I was asking. Are they jorts? Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're jorts. Yeah. Jean shorts. <laughs> Okay, George. And I'm just like, you know, some people were raised We're a little bit different. <laughs> we got Daniel Franklin and all. What's going on? Attitude Pop, what's going on, buddy? Ain't seen you in a while. MDT Sports, make sure you check my man out. He has that West Coast flavor telling you all of his thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens and how he hates John Harbaugh, EDC, and everything Baltimore Ravens except for Lamar Jackson. What's going on, John Evans? Great to see you here. He says, what happened in that disaster of a game anyway? Did we just have a meltdown on all aspects, offense, defense, and special teams? Yeah, we did. And we shall get into it. Lenny Beeson's in here. What's going on? We got Lady Yolanda B in the house. Thank you for dropping by. Appreciate nice to you see all. you too. Appreciate you all. But let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not my time. Just listen, like that, like the gentleman from Dallas that was sitting in front of us. Like he told mm -hmm. us, he said, "This isn't a time to be laughing and joking," because it was a point in time where we start losing in the game, and they had what. It was a dance off or something. They put on this on the jumbotron, mm -hmm. have a dance off, and the dude turned around and looked at everybody and was like, "Why are we dancing? This isn't a time to dance. We're losing the game." And I'm like, "You're right." So I guess maybe right now we shouldn't be laughing and joking because it's a serious time. Like this is a serious topic. <laughs> <Can you see? laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that old line is soft. I mean. We'll get into it. But let's talk about this game. So um, a lot of things that I've been hearing about this game was, oh, man, you know, things would have gone better if the weather were a little bit different. Now, to me, it's been raining all week, first and foremost. It's been raining all week. So we should have prepared for wet balls, pause. And also, also, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong because I've been known to be wrong from time to time. There, The Indianapolis Colts play in a dome. Am I am I not, am I mistaken on this one? The, the Colts play in a dome, and we as the Ravens living in Baltimore, playing in the AFC North, aren't we supposed to be built for games like this? Aren't we supposed to be built for games in inclement weather when it's rain, it's snow, it's tough, tough situations where we're supposed to be able to run the ball? Like that's supposed to be our offense, running the ball in tough times. That's what we were built on. That is our foundation from when we first came back into the NFL and we modeled ourselves after the Pittsburgh Steelers. Am I, am I not correct? That's right. But I don't blame it on the rain. It rained hard, like part of the first quarter where we got a touchdown and then the rest of the game, we might've had light drizzle, but that should have been a non-factor. Facts. What's going on, OG? Three for three today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you made them to all, sir. Appreciate you. What's going in? Great on engraving. Thanks for driving by. Make sure you check out my man engraving, dopest Ravens YouTuber around. Davon's in the house. What's going on, my guy? Um, so yeah, so we can't use weather as a factor, we can't use that as an excuse because, once again, we're supposed to pride ourselves on being this rough and tough 
running team. We're supposed to be able to insert and impose our will over top of these teams, if you if you so call it. Um, but for me, the game started off well. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the game didn't start off well. Game started off on the Colts giving up. I mean, the Ravens giving up a 24-yard run, if I'm not mistaken. Like Zach Moss, first first play of the game, 24 yards run. I was like, ah, this might not be the day that I think it's going to be. But Ravens got the ball, and they went down the field on a 12-play, 80-yard drive and scored first touchdown. Lamar Jackson ran the ball. Um, I told you during the game, I didn't particularly like the offense. Yeah. Now, I know first drive, 80 yards, look really good. Everything's going well. But to me, if you look through the beginning of the game to the end of the game, and I said this a lot. Hey, Dave, we, we didn't. We lost. Yes, Coles didn't win it. We lost it. Like I said yes. many times throughout this game, excuse me. Shut us up in the foot. Okay. That it seemed like Todd Munkin started off with Todd Munkin's offense. Mm-hmm. And then when things were not working and the offensive line wasn't blocking properly, I think he went to Greg Roman's playbook. Because after a while, when you start seeing these missed throws and drop passes and missed assignments, you just start seeing Lamar go back and run the ball. And I said this throughout the whole game. I'm like, this looks like Greg Roman's offense. And this is the only way that we seem to have success. Now, I know Jose Ambrotti said earlier, like for a team that supposedly prides itself on a running game, we can't find running backs. (laughs) Because what happened on the next play because the Ravens they stop the Colts get the ball back driving the ball down the field one good play one good play listen monkey called a great play pass to who Kenyon Drake Kenyon Drake now I want to hear nothing because on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook all I've heard was we need to bring Kenyon Drake back because Kenyon Drake is this all-star running back that we needed so desperately and what did Kenyon Drake do? Fumbled it. He fumbled it. Because we were sitting, we were sitting behind the Ravens bench. Yeah. And he caught the pass and be like, yeah, we about to go in for a touchdown. We about to go 14 up and it's a wrap game over. We're leaving at halftime. Mm-hmm. Then everybody started going, What? All we saw here was, oh my God, oh my God. We looking around like, what's going on? I can't see anything. I can't see anything. So we looked up at the screen and we see him drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Right? So what happens after that? And I'm not going to listen. I know y'all, I know you were waiting for me to say something and I didn't say a word, but next up, Patrick Queen gets beat. Patrick Queen gets beat on that touchdown. And you looked at me, you looked at me like, what you going to say, what you got to say about Patrick Queen? Yes. <laughs> what you got to say? And I had nothing to say. I'm, I'm like, it happens. It's football. Like, I think that, um, I think that I, I have matured. <laughs> Yes, sir. We were, we would listen. We were right behind the bench. Best somebody loves me. All I can say is somebody loves me. Best tickets I've ever had in my life because we were yep. behind the Ravens bench. Like, literally, if I'd have yelled at some of the players that I talk about, they, they would have turned around like, why is he talking to me like this? Like, we were, were like that close to it. What's going on, B? How you feeling? So, Patrick Queen gets beat for, for the touchdown. It's no biggie. You know, I'm like, it's no biggie. It happens. You know, it ties the game up. But I just thought from the first drive, I just thought we were going to be dominant. Like, we were just going to dominate this team. They were without their They were without their starting quarterback. They were without their starting running back. Um, the Colts fan, the Colts guy said that Quentin Nelson was not playing. But I think Quentin Nelson was playing. So I think their all-pro guard might have been playing. But I know the guy that, one of the guys, Fries, he got injured. Mm-hmm. So, so 
I figured, you know, eh, they ain't got nothing because Gardner Minshew was not looking good. Like I said, even I told you Gardner Minshew was a starter in the NFL. He had <laughs> over 20 starts in the NFL. Let's not, let's not, let's not sleep on him. And to like, right, Jose, to the de- the defense only, that's the only CD they gave up. So I wasn't tripping when, when Quinn gave up that, I was like, listen, they got it off of a fumble. They didn't generate it organically. Right. They got off a fumble, short field, touchdown. It is what it is. I'm not worried at all. Like the defense was playing really well. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, yeah, whatever. Ravens get the ball back, and it was a slick day. I'm not gonna say it was a wet day, it was a slick day. It wasn't, <laughs> it was still it was a slick day, but the Ravens get the ball back, and Lamar fumbles the ball. Yeah. Ball security with Lamar recently. I don't know what's going on. He fumbles the ball. Now I'm not going. I don't want to seem like I'm a I'm I'm supporting Lamar and everything, but the offensive line had a lot to do with that that fumble. But his ball security as a starting quarterback in his sixth year should have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Fumbles the ball. Colts take over. Defense makes an outstanding stand and only give up a field goal. So next drive, Ravens get the ball right back. We like all right. It ain't nothing. We down ten to seven. We're about to go make a push. Then, y'all boy Musty, one of the guys that EDC figured we needed for depth. This is the guy, the guy that we chose to be our backup center, and I don't know why, because if you can't make it with a sorry team, I don't know how you think you're going to make it over here, but that's neither here nor there. It's a discussion for another day. And Lamar Jackson is making his checks at the line. like He's making his checks, surveying the defense, and he turns his head and Mustafer decides, I'm going to hike the ball. For no apparent reason. I guess he got tired of being in that position and was like, it's time to get up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing really came of it. Uh, Lamar fell on the ball. It was third down. They had to punt. So we go into halftime. 10 down, 10 7. Colts get the first possession. They get a field goal. Um, back and forth. Lamar goes, gets a second running touchdown. Then after that, we get field goals all around, right? So we get field goals all around and we get down to about the two minute and 30 second mark of the game. <laughs> this is when things get weird. This Jay, I'm sorry. Right, like, like, this is when things start to get really weird. And I said this and Jose was like, no, it was two something. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So it was two minutes and 28 seconds left on third down. Lamar Jackson gets sacked, right? We're winning. We're like, okay, we're winning by one point. Lamar gets sacked. I thought that with two minutes, I think they had a ball with like two minutes and 50 seconds or something left. I'm thinking that they're going to run the clock out. It's going to be it. Game over. This is what I thought. Lamar gets sacked, two minutes, 28 seconds left, third down. Punt the ball. Punt the ball deep into Coast territory. Shout out to Jordan Stout. It was an outstanding punt. Take nothing from him. Coach's guy. Coach run three plays. On the third play, Gardner Minshew, Dan Olaskis it and steps on the back of the end zone. Like he steps a full foot out of bounds, which is a safety. Mm-hmm. Right? Safety. So now we're up three. Mm-hmm. We're up three. Now, this is where the debate goes in. We looked at the clock. Jazz and I looked at the clock. The clock said a minute 57 seconds left. Right? Mm-hmm. Minute 57 seconds left. This is what the clock says. We're looking at the clock. I'm looking at both of them like minute 57. 
I mean, it's only two minutes left. Should we stay? Should we go? Let's get out of here. <laughs> let's just let's just get out of here. What's going on, Marcus? Appreciate you for dropping by. So we like let's just we like let's just get out of here. It's a minute and fifty seven seconds left. So we're going out. We're walking to the other side to get out the exit. We need to go out, and we get right to the we get right to the the gate, right to the point of where you can no longer re-enter. <laughs> and all we hear something is they flowers face mask. Mm -hmm. And we stop. So we stop and we say, you know what? Do we go? Should we go back in? Nah, <laughs> this is our, it's already been about five minutes now. So I'm sure with it being a minute 57 seconds left and it's been five minutes, I'm assuming that the game's damn near over. But we heard face mask. We stop. We pause. Let's just keep walking. We walk for another five minutes. And we, st we start hearing people rumbling in the background. They talking and running. Jasmine picks up her phone, turns her phone on. I lied to you not. We left the stadium. Minute 57 seconds left. Ten minutes later, she opens up her phone. I look at your phone and say to you, how the hell is there a minute and, 37, a minute and 31 seconds left on the clock? Well, remember, while we were walking out before the Zay Flowers penalty, they go, oh, it's a two-minute warning again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I guess like, right, and we like we listen. We not. I'm listening, but I'm not really listening because, like I said, when we're walking out of the stadium, minute fifty seven, already two minute warning. Colts have one timeout. One. I'm like, this is a no brainer. Like it's a no brainer. One timeout, two minute warning is already gone. They can stop the clock once. It's a wrap. So we're walking down. The Colts fans are. Kiki and ha ha and all this other stuff, and you start hearing people getting really excited, and we're just like, "What's going on?" So now we're walking back to the parking garage, walking very slow because we're hope we're looking at the phone. We're we're watching we're watching the phone and walking, and all we see is play after play after play that's missed. So after that one fifty seven mark, somehow the clock got reset back to two oh three. Once the clock got reset back to 2.03, they kicked, They did the kick, which some thought was going to be onside kick. Didn't do it. Zay Flowers, fair catches the ball. Instead of catching the ball and running around for three seconds, you hit the two-minute warning and stop the clock. I don't know. I put that on John Harbaugh, who's supposed to be the special team's ace, the special team's wizard. This man's supposed to be that genius. Didn't do it. So now what happens is he catches the ball, run a play. That's another timeout. Remember, the Colts only had one timeout. So by the time the Ravens run their three run plays, they run their three run plays, and at one timeout, it's a minute and 48 seconds left on the clock. Even with everything that happened beforehand, you tell me, you tell me, why is it that you only took off 15 seconds off a clock? Two-minute warning timeout, I get all that. And Will, Will says, but why was it Zay and not Duke? Does it make a difference? Because Zay was told to fair catch the ball. That's what they said. They told him to fair catch the ball. So it could have been me out there. And if Harbaugh told me to fair catch the ball, unless I want to be in his doghouse, I'm going to catch it and run. And then get down after three seconds. But I just I think the coaching staff had a lot to do with that. So you run three plays, take 15 seconds off the clock. And then, of course, I hope coach is still in here. Because his man, Jordan Fourth Round Stout, kicked a 34-yard punt. A 34-yard punt to the 37-yard line. It took the Colts two plays. Two plays. 
10 seconds to get in field goal range. Two seconds. I mean, two plays, 10 seconds, field goal range. First, stop it. You've said this enough. But, yes, shame on us. Shame on us for leaving the game. I'll never do that again. But, yes, two plays, 10 seconds, get the field goal range. And game could have been ended. Brandon Stevens made an outstanding play at, like, the four-yard line, stripping the ball from Alec Pierce. Thank goodness Alec Pierce cannot catch consistently because this would have been a whole nother game if Alec Pierce could catch because he dropped a lot of a lot of passes today that would have changed the outcome of the game. So they get the ball over time, do the little dance. Um, I think it was a third down, and Isaiah likely had a pass that would have put us in field goal range or in better field goal range, and he drops the ball. Big surprise. Big surprise. Drops the ball, Justin Tucker misses field goal. They get the ball, go down, win the game. Your thoughts, Jasmine? I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing. My thoughts is it was crazy. We should have won. That's all I'm thinking. We had so many chances and opportunities. We just could not get it together. We couldn't. We couldn't. <laughs> so, and like somebody said, our offense completely melted down by the end of it. Coach, and see, this is why I love to beat with you, Coach. This is why I love to beat with you, Coach. He did his job, two bombs, and a chip aside. Listen, phenomenal plays, Coach, but we've had this conversation before about when it really matters the most. Couldn't he have that bomb when we needed him to kick it 60 yards instead of 34 for that game-time field goal? It's about when you do it. It's about wanting that ball in that clutch moment when you know the game is on the line, not when you're up by seven. And you just got the freedom to be willy nilly out there. And I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to crap on your boy because he's decent. I still think we could have picked him up as a free agent. What's going on, Keenan? I still think we could have picked him up as a free agent. We didn't have to waste a fourth round pick on him. Um, Yolanda says it was too crucial a moment to give the ball to likely. My thing is this if, and don't quote me on it, now it's not coming just Didn't for he me. Have, like a good catch earlier. He had. He had a catch. I don't know if it was a good catch. He had a catch. But to me, personally, if they are grooming likely to take over for Andrews, you, you have to see how he performs in those in those crucial moments. Like, you have to be put in those situations to see, hey, do we have enough – do we see enough in him to move on from Mark Andrews? Because I'm not saying they're going to move on from him, but if you can see a player with similar value at a lower price tag, you know what I'm saying? That's something that's something they may look into. But yeah, I mean, and the ball, Lamar threw the ball low and away from the defense. And the ball hit likely in the worst place that it could, his hands. It hit it, it hit his hands. Like if you hit likely in his hands, it's it's incomplete pass. If you throw it away from him, he might get it. So yeah, likely is only like one catch per game. I I listen, I was hard, I was hard on him last year, and I thought that he was gonna progress and be a little bit better this year. Yeah. He showed me nothing. He showed me nothing. Just like another guy. I, I said I wasn't going to talk about him. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about him. But something in me is <laughs> making me want to talk about him. <laughs> What's going on, Brandon? Because, <laughs> listen, it's not, and it's not him. Like I said, I take nothing away from him. He's an NFL player. He's playing the best. He had an outstanding, phenomenal play at the four-yard line to prevent a first and goal and losing the game in regulation. But Brandon Stevens, Brandon Stevens, and this is what got me. And it's not him personally. Cause like I said, they need to let this young man develop 
into the player that he's going to become, not move him around and do all these other things, but something that was just itching my craw. Like <laughs> this, like they was all on they was all on Twitter the other day talking about, yeah, Brandon Stevens, 30 snaps, four targets, two receptions allowed, 19 yards. He's better than Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Slow your roll. Slow y'all roll. Because this is a fugazi stat. How many, how many times did I point out to you in the first quarter? Oh, yeah, that's another one-on-one on, uh, Stevens. He gave up that long pass to um, Michael Pittman in overtime. Mm-hmm. But you telling me for the season he gave up two catches? People get on my nerves. Like, y'all get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> but, yes, Brand, I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Brandon Stevens. He is doing what he can. He's always leading the team in tackles. Wonder why, but he had he makes nice plays. He does have some nice plays. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's just that please do not say do not go out here around other teams. Don't go around company saying that Brandon Stevens is better than Ahmad Gardner. And I'm not even saying Ahmad Gardner is the best cornerback in the league. Just they're on two different levels, two different levels. But yeah, all right. So looking into this game, I think the things that I saw that may have gone wrong. Offensive line woes. Like last week, we were praising them. Last week, we were praising them. This week, they were terrible. Just penalties, missed assignments. Just, ugh, I don't, I, I, we, we need to do better. We need to do better with finding depth. And I keep saying this somebody kept putting out videos talking about the Ravens are finagling the NFL because of all the depth that they've collected in. <laughs> with all the depth that they've collected, but yet and still, we can't seem to find players that can consistently play on a week-in and week-out basis. Last week, I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut. Listen, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, they're, they're, they're very good players. Nothing like the pass rushes that they're going to face coming up, especially next week. Next week, the Baltimore Ravens play Cleveland, and they got Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks a day. Three and a half. We are going to see what this offensive line is made of. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some help back because we did have a bunch of inactives. Yes, he had 11 tackles because, yeah, because he gives up a lot of passes. (laughs) Gives up a lot of passes. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully something can happen. Hopefully Ronnie Stanley comes back because Patrick McCarry, he today, he really did look lost. He looked lost. Simpson gave his best effort. Even Zeitler. I think Zeitler's lost a step. I think I'm not, I'll be the first one to say this. I'm not sure if we should resign Zeitler for next year. I don't think that he has what he used to have. Like he's getting up there in age and playing beside uh, the op. It's, it's not conducive to him having a good season. So we need to make some, some moves, maybe make some trades for from cap space and get some other players. Cause this offensive line isn't going to cut it. Cause for me and like Jasmine will tell you, Every time, it's just like it got to a point in the game where it looked like Lamar would just drop back one read and run. And I, every time he ran, I just I closed my eyes and winced because I'm like, this is how he's going to get injured. Constantly running the ball. This was supposed to be the season that Lamar was to take that next step and not run the ball as much. Take less hits, get less hurt. That's how I see it in my mind. But with Todd Monk's offense, it just doesn't seem to be progressing the way that we thought. And a lot of people keep saying, well, listen, it's only the third game. It's only week three. Slow your roll. 
And I understand all of those things. But guess what we said before? Hey, Hendo, it's only week one. Slow your roll. It's the first game. And next we're going to turn around and say, hey, man, it's only week, it's only week six. And we still got time. And that's it's just going to fester and fester, and we're just going to keep making excuses. Something needs to be done. There needs to be a change. We need to do something about this health, the health of this team, because it's just not working. Um, also, and this is another thing that I said the whole entire game. Now, the defense played extremely, extremely well. Take it all the way from the defense. Defensively, we should have won the game. But like they say, defund the defense we don't need defenses to be dominant. We need defense defenses to make plays, situational plays. Um, what I say the whole game, Jasmine, they're running the same five plays. Mm -hmm. They're running the same five plays the entire game. I, I thought Shane Steichen was supposed to be this guru and whatever. Offensive mastermind. Is he a defensive coach? I couldn't tell. Cause I'm like, yo, they're running the same five plays. It worked for them. To the left, to the right, curl, slant, up the middle. They ran the same five plays, and the defense kept letting them run the same five plays. I'm like, when are y'all going to catch on? Now, granted, granted, we ran the same blitz five <laughs> times, and they couldn't stop that same blitz. But conversely, like, yo, like, come on. What are you going to realize? They have nothing. They have Zach Moss. And sometimes Michael Pittman, and we couldn't stop that. So I just think that at the end of the game and towards overtime, situationally, situationally, we could have we could have done a little bit better. And what's going on? Colts, I'm assuming you're a Colts fan. It was a great game for you guys. It was not a great game for us. And I ain't gonna hold you. It do look like the Ravens got their plays off of Madden. Some of them plays just were downright awful. And listen. Listen, take nothing away. A lot of it was on Lamar. A lot of that was on Lamar. Passes behind people. I still, I think the biggest problem that Lamar is still having to this day to me, in my personal opinion, is I think Lamar, Lamar's mechanics are off, especially when the offensive line breaks down. I think he's still throwing up his back foot. I think he's falling away. I don't think he's using his mechanics properly. This is why passes sail. Um, he doesn't connect on a deep ball. Actually, I think there was a stat saying, the Ravens did not attempt a pass today over 30 air yards. How are you going to keep a defense honest if you don't take any deep shots? I mean, I understand that the Colts took like one deep shot and they kept running the same play and I didn't stop anything on this side, but how do you not run anything? How do you not take any deep shots? Nelson Aguilar has speed. Zay Flowers has speed. Andrews, I know he can get behind the defense. How do you not take deep shots just to give them the option and it appears like you will throw the ball deep instead of dinking and dunking and running Lamar? Um, the ground game, the ground game just isn't it. And I think Gus Edwards is in a uh, concussion protocol. Mm -hmm. So maybe next week, possibly, we're going to have to go into a, a divisional game tied at 2-1 with Cleveland with Melvin Gordon and your man Fumbles. I don't feel confident about that. Do you feel confident about that, Jasmine? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks. All right. Let's take a look at some of these stats. <sighs> man, oh, man. All right. So, Lamar Jackson was 22 of 31, 202 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 
it, it, it appears to be a decent day, but to me, I just think that he could have played a little bit better. Of course, Lamar Jackson, once again, except for Sands last week, was the Ravens' leading rusher, 14 attempts, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Second place was Gus Edwards. Now, I don't even know before the concussion, whenever that happened, I do not know when. It just seems to me like Gus is in the doghouse because they don't really run him. I'm like, why are you running Kenyon? Why are you running Melvin Gordon? Like Gus Edwards is our bell cow. If he's not healthy, take him off the field and let him and let him heal up because we're going to need him going forward, especially if the Ravens aren't going to trade or sign anyone to this future ground game. Because if Lamar Jackson ain't running it, we ain't doing much with it. Uh, receiving, Zay Flowers, eight catches, 48 yards. That's it. Eight catches for 48 yards. Nelson Aguilar, four catches, 39 yards. Mark Andrews, four for 35. Kenyon Drake, two for 31. And that fumble, we don't forget Drake. We don't forget Melvin Gordon, two catches, 23 yards. Isaiah Likely, one for 20. Um, a costly drop in overtime. Rashad Bateman, one catch for six yards. Uh, I think someone said that he might have got injured or they took him off or they took his helmet. I don't know. We were outside the stadium, so I don't think we know exactly what happened. Uh, I looked it up and somewhere it said that it wasn't that serious. He expects to be back soon. Good, because I can't take that young man being hurt for third year in a row and missing time. Yes, Gus is being evaluated for a concussion. Yeah. They can't take these shots because uh, that line was not holding up. I hope Bateman's okay. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Was, listen, the Ravens aren't going to do it. As much as we all want that, the Ravens aren't going to do that because it's a move that will actually put them in the lead and take them over the top as a front runner in the AFC. Listen, I was extremely confident coming into this game. Like, yo, we about to be 3-0. and We're going to be the class of the AFC. Watch out, Philadelphia, Dallas, whomever. Don't really care about the NFC because y'all whack. Then I saw this game and I got home. I'm eating. I'm preparing for the stream and I'm listening to Jose and Brodney. And then Brodney, like, yeah, you know, the Dolphins won 70 to 20. And I thought he was being funny. I thought he was just being funny, like, oh, they scored so much. It seems like they scored 70 points. I immediately went to the internet. You know, the Dolphins scored 70 points? For <laughs> real? What? I'm sorry. What? I I can't hold y'all. I'm worried. Like the Dolphins worry me, especially with the lack of pass rush that we have. Speaking of pass rush and lack of it, David Ajabo apparently for the second time in three games he left the game early because of an injury. I don't know what it was. I think they said it was a hip or a leg or something, and he didn't return. But he wasn't holding up the edge well. Anyway, um, we have a tip. $4.20 tip for Brandon Buck. Appreciate you said. So the Ravens loss is on Hendo for leaving early, right? And laugh out loud. Just kidding. Still two and one. Y'all should be fine. All right, Brandon, you keep listening to first and, and find out how much trouble you going to get into. Like, don't listen to first. His team lost or losing or bums. I don't know. I know the Dolphins going to put up a hundred on himself. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we should have spread them out more, but, you know, our offensive coordinator decided he wanted to do something else. You know what I'm saying? So I can't wait. AFC Championship game. Forget the Chiefs. 
even though the Chiefs might be back now. The Chiefs might be back now. I can't even hold you. AFC Championship game, Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins. Hopefully Marcus Williams is back. Because if Marcus Williams ain't back and Marlon Humphrey ain't back, even with a back. Jay Lovato, Harry Hill, boys, God. Damn. But that's a, that's not neither here nor there. All right, moving on. Appreciate you for the donation, Buck. If you want to be awesome like Buck and support this channel, there is a pen link in the comment section, which you can help build my channel. You get your comment highlighted across the screen, and my Ravens logo will come in eyes are blazing. But speaking of, um, I just want to let you, you all know there are going to be some changes going forward. I don't know what they're going to be, but I'm going to shift. Still going to focus on Ravens. Still going to focus on sports and of course jose i'm still going to focus on track and field especially running but uh some things have come to light and my mind is spinning and i'm going in another direction especially since youtube one day decided i'm going to demonetize your channel we're not going to pay you anymore i'm like huh it's a bummer but it is what it is we move on we make do life gives you lemons you bake a cake you know what saying Sure. So it's gonna be some changes going on in, in the future. Like I said, I'm you said Waddle didn't play. Good God almighty. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, he didn't play and he still put up something he could. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, as long as two don't get hurt, they might be the team mm -hmm. to be until we can get our stuff together. They might be the team to be. Yes, I am the track expert, but yeah. The focus of this channel shifting. The shift of this channel is not going to be the content. In essence, it's going to be a certain direction that I'm taking everything else. Because this is a business. Like, this is a business. This is my business. This is my focus. This is my baby. This is something I hope to leave to my kids. And, you know what I'm saying? I got some stuff in the works. And... YouTube better stop playing with my money and monetize me whenever I get eligible once again. And that's much down the line. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to my man first $20 donation. He says, shame, 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 shame. Yeah, man, it is a shame that, that YouTube did me like that, bro. Thanks. It's, it's a shame, but you know what? Let me move on. Like, persevere. It actually woke me up. It woke me up and made me less dependent upon YouTube for certain things. Cause you know, I used to live and breathe and just YouTube, YouTube all day, all night. And now I'm like, it's life outside. Let me go outside and do some other things and focus on other things and focus on my other channel channels that are in the works. The other channel, YouTube is playing with my other channel. Like I have a second channel. I haven't put out there, but YouTube is playing with it. Like they plan with it for real. Like when I say channel. I'm not once once I get it proper, I'll put it out there. But YouTube is playing with that channel for real. Like they say, they say that they don't shadow ban people. They shadow, they are shadow banning my second channel, and they doing something to it. They putting it in the background, but that's neither here nor there. We'll work on that another time. So moving on, let's get back to this game. Let's get back to this game. All right. So Jazz, let me know who you believe is the offensive player of the game. For the Baltimore Ravens. Um, probably gonna laugh at this one. Mm -hmm. I think Melvin Gordon. 
Okay. Y'all said he he the fumble king. <laughs> he did not fumble. He had a couple of really good runs. He had some clutch plays, and I think he did pretty well. Um, I mean, he didn't play that long. <laughs> right. He wasn't in there that long, but I think when he was, he was effective. Okay. I mean, I can see that because especially it was one run. I think it was a key third down run, and mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Oh, Gus!" And when I looked up, I was like, "No, that wasn't it Gus. Was it was Melvin." It was Melvin. So <laughs> I'm not gonna laugh. Like I could understand that as being your offense player of the game. Um, my offense player of the game is gonna be me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the offensive player of the game, and I'm the offensive player of the game because I'm truly offended by this offensive offense. Like they have offended me. Hey, all that money to go to that game to get that kind of performance on offense. <laughs> I, I was so shocked and appalled and so, so very disappointed. As you can see, sometimes I have too much time on my hands. I really do apologize. <laughs> I do apologize. Well, I can understand that when no one was really great on offense. Anyway, shout out to Anonymous for the seven dollars. I thought I had to pick someone. It says free Hendo. It's right, free Hendo. But it is what it is. We're gonna make it do what it do. My, you know what? The people I roll with, my team is too strong to be stuck now. So it is what it is. But don't, don't listen. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. This is not funny. It's not funny. But I am offended. But I am offended. (laughs) Good gosh! I wonder. It's true. It is, and it's you don't y'all don't understand how how. Hurtful it is. I'm a very sensitive individual. And how hurtful it is to walk down the street with a bunch of Colts fans laughing at you. Especially when you're thinking you won a game. Like you're walking, like you strutting down the street. <laughs> you suckers. And you got people looking at you like, you don't know they lost. What? <laughs> it's terrible. I'm very highly offended. But let me tease, let me tease. All right. Yolanda says, offensive play of the game, no one. If life gives me flour, I'm baking a cake. Because <laughs> I do really want a cake. Prahib Ali. I thought I had to choose somebody. And he I mean, okay. <laughs> listen, I mean, who can you really choose on offense? I, <laughs> I really can. I really tried to think of somebody on offense. I couldn't think of anybody. And listen, they gave Melvin Gordon the ball two times at their own five-yard line. And I would just close my eyes and like, Lord, if this dude fumble, they're going to cut him right there. Will G says, on offense to be determined, it will never be determined. Special <laughs> teams, Jordan Stout, he gave up. He had a 34-yard punt when we needed him most. 34 yards. If he gave up 50, if he if he'd have given us a 50-yard punt, maybe we win this game. I'm not putting a loss on him. But but you know what? (laughs) But you know what? I'm guessing. Yeah, the way special teams perform, you might be right. You might be right. And Hamilton definitely. He said said the dunk today. Okay, so you you want to jump ahead, and your your defensive play of the game, of course, is Kyle Hamilton. He had a good game with like nine tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble. Who else performed better than on the defense? Somebody had more tackles. <laughs> How about that? It's a couple of people that had more tackles than him. Okay. <laughs> but but is that your defensive player of the game? Kyle Hamilton? Yes. Yes. 
So I'm guessing that y'all all honestly truly believe Kyle Hamilton was the defense player of the game. I'm guessing that's what everybody's going to choose, right? Who would you choose? <laughs> How Charlie Murphy said, wrong. Wrong. I'm <laughs> lying. I'm lying. <laughs> it's Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> He had nine tackles, three sacks, one forced fumble. Listen. Listen. Uh, he almost had a fourth sack, though. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not trying to shade at him. But he oh, almost you, had. You, no, no, you no, no. You shaded him when he was coming out the tunnel. <laughs> First of all. You did. What'd I do? When he came out the tunnel. I was recording when he came out the you tunnel. You was recording. And it was like Kyle Hamilton. He was like, mm. That's not and what I, I said. And I was like, what? And he was like, not what I said. Not That's not <laughs> what I said. I said, I said no, I didn't. I said, uh, Kyle Hamilton was coming out the, the tunnel, and I was like, one, two, three, not it. <laughs> That's all I said. One, two, three, not it. That's all I said. But Kyle Hamilton's defensive play of the game, listen. And even aside from those nine tackles and those three sacks, he was all around. Like, he mm -hmm. was, it was, some, it was some plays and some pressures that he put on Gardner Minshew. I'm not taking anything away from this young man. He had an outstanding day, an outstanding play. Um, didn't do too well in coverage, but that's not his game. That's not his game. You know, he got the three sacks on the same play <laughs> three times. They decided not to block it, not once. But listen, Kyle Hamilton's a dog. Like he's, listen, I know I joke and say he's not, um, he wasn't worth the 14th overall pick. And even today, after today, he's not worth the 14th overall pick, but he is a good player. I think he is ascending. He's one of the better players on defense that the Ravens have. Yes, coach. And he had two tackles for losses. Like the kid, the kid can play. I, I'm not taking any, the kid can play. But at the time, what we needed on this team was not a, a box safety with a 14th overall pick. But hey, if he keeps giving performances like that, Jasmine may start giving him props after all and stop giving <laughs> Patrick Queen funny looks. What? You gave Patrick Queen a couple funny looks. No. And I had to look at you and say, Jabin, don't do that. That's a grown man out here playing his hardest. I feel like it was the reverse. When he gave it that touchdown, did I say anything or do anything? Or did I just look at you like... That one time? There's several videos on YouTube that prove as evidence. We grow as people. We grow as a people. What can you say? I'm not saying I'm a Patch Queen fan. He plays. He does play better. Like He, he, he he's still... He's, he so still has his better. moments. He still has his moments where he closes his eyes to tackle, but he plays a lot better. And I, like I said, people get beat all the time. People get beat every day, B. Like I ain't mad at him. Like it happens. But that one dude that was behind me, he just kept saying, Man, we gotta resign Patrick Queen. We gotta resign Patrick Queen. I'm like, calm down, bro. We don't have any money as he is. We can't just keep resigning linebackers. Like, calm down. But it was a it was a it was a great day. Yeah, Clowney. Listen, Clowney needs to finish on plays because Clowney had that one tackle behind the line of scrimmage, and that dude just ducked underneath him. Because we everybody listen, what was it? Third down, I think it was. <laughs> and he tackled him, he tackled him behind the line of scrimmage, and everybody like, oh yeah, high five. I sat down and was like, good. Then everybody was like, <gasps> What? What happened? Actually, you know, to do five yards up the field. I'm like, damn, bro. You gotta do better than that. But overall, defensively, we played, we played well enough to win the game. Mm -hmm. We just didn't finish out like we needed to. Um, next up, we're going to go with the good and bad and ugly. So, Jasmine, give me your good, bad, and ugly segments of the game. Uh, good. Kyle <laughs> Hamilton, please. It's really only the things I can think of from that game. Bad. Offense. <laughs> 
uh, ugly the whole game. Throw it all away. Okay. Um, for myself, the good. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you already took Kyle Hamilton, so the good from this game may have been. Damn. <laughs> words escape. I'm sorry. Words escape me right now. Um, I was going to say, man, at least nobody got hurt, but that's a lie. Uh, it is. Uh, damn. You know what? All right. The good is. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. The good is Lamar completed more than 50% of his passes. Damn. Got it. Um, the bad is we let a golden opportunity slip away from us. Um, we could have gone three and zero, taking control of the division because you don't know with the injuries and how everything is set in the AFC when these games are going to be crucial. When this game may be factored in as a tiebreaker when it comes to seeding, and I think that we all would rather have a home game in the playoffs than having to go on the road. So I think letting this one slip away the way that we did, I think that's the bad and the ugly of it all outside of us leaving early and missing all the extra action. Um, the ugly would have to be once again, your man. Cause don't think I forgot. Don't think I forgot your guy, Jonathan Harbaugh fumbled away another chance at a game. He once again, brought his team into a game unprepared. He lacked the coaching discipline, the coaching awareness situationally to make certain calls, make certain plays. Um, I, I've been saying this since, you know this would be certain, since the 2012 playoff run. I was saying on the run, on the road to a Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl run, while we're winning, yo, this guy ain't the dude for us. Like he's going he's gonna to hurt this team going forward. If we win the Super Bowl, his ego is going to take us places we don't need to go, and we're going to squander team after team after team. So I just think that that Coach Horrible's coaching hubris is probably the ugliness of this team because we've reached the peak with him. Like we've reached the ceiling to where we're going to go with this guy. I don't think that he he's done everything that he could to help develop Lamar. And yes, listen, all praise to Todd Monk, and we got him. We're going in a different direction offensively philosophically but he didn't even he didn't even bet Todd Munkin and I know a lot of people are high on him I wasn't high on him it's like he's another dude to me but he didn't even bet this guy he just said yo my sister said she know a dude from the block and he cool and he was like is she cool with my sister he cool with me and he hired the dude and a few people are gonna say, oh, you know he did what he did with Jameis Winston and what he did in Cleveland he didn't do nothing in Cleveland because he didn't call plays in Cleveland he did some work with Jameis Winston a little bit, but Jameis Winston did lead the league in interceptions with 30 of them. Not to say that their scoring offense wasn't all that, but I just I just don't think that Harbaugh is hiring the best individuals that he can. Is he doing better now because he has to? Because he wants to keep his job? Of course, 100%. But I just don't think that he can take our team any further than we have been going. Now, if we have another first-round playoff defeat this year, to put – He's gonna fill the fish and he's he's gone. He's out of here. He's stinking it up. So to me, that is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I know, I know MDT. I know. Jeez, John Harbaugh was the worst. The Marks Peters just got toasted. 
Everybody gets toasted, coach. Listen, they score touchdowns every day, B. Every day. <laughs> OG says bad, bad. Coaching of time management, good question to be determined. Zay Flowers still healthy. Listen, I'm glad you said that, OG. Um, as far as Zay Flowers, I listen, I got Zay Flowers on a couple of my fantasy football teams, and I really like the kid. I, I think that he's a more durable, more shifty uh Hollywood Brown. And y'all and Jay, you know, I like Hollywood. Like, that's my dude. Mm-hmm. He scored, he did score a touchdown today. Um, but I think that they're over utilizing Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a little bit too much and not because he's on the smaller side. He's a rookie. He's not acclimated to playing a 17 game season plus the playoffs. Slow it down. Like stop with these little reverses. Stop with this, with all of these dumb gadget plays, use him as a wide receiver. Maybe in certain situations, you try to reverse jet sweep, something like that, but stop giving him the ball so much. Cause as soon as he goes down with OBJ already being down, cause I know you were unhappy that OBJ wasn't there. Um, no, I, I just said I can't wait till he gets a touchdown and does the Parkite strike. That's all I said. My bad. Yolanda B says a good question mark. The bad, the offense, the ugly, the lack of preparedness. Facts. And it's and it seems to be in almost every game thing that we are not prepared. It seems to be almost in every game thing that we play down to our competition. This should have been an easy layup win. Listen, they have their backup quarterback in there. They don't have Jonathan Taylor. They don't have a lot of people. A lot of their team is hurt. Rookies, cut, vagabonds, street meat. It don't matter. We should have just went in there and dominated them, Pause. But we did not. We struggled, and we knew it. We knew that if they let them hang around long enough, this is going to eventually turn out the way that it did. Uh, Big Red says, the good, doof punt return, the bad, everything else, the ugly, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel says, home field advantage for us. Uh, Ain't for, isn't for us anymore. Huh? We play better on the road, bro. If you've been watching this team for the last few years, we don't play better on anything in the playoffs. We lose our whole identity and going a whole. We do a one eighty from what got us to the playoffs. Get there, do a one eighty, do something totally different, and lose the first first game. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, everybody get burned. Stuff happens, and yes. What's going on, Super Brother? We don't have a Hollywood to take the top off the defense. Listen, people want to make fun of Hollywood all they want to, and you can diss him and say he wasn't that tough or he didn't. He was. Listen, Hollywood was tough to an extent. Hollywood was tough to a, a, a certain point. Hollywood was taking hits. If you look at his last season here, the first eight games, Hollywood was shedding blockers, pushing people up off of him, getting extra yards. Then when the Ravens went to went to Buddy Ball and started throwing him two-yard screens, having him blocking linebackers, that's when he was like, you know what? For what? For who? I think, uh, what's his name? Waters, Ricky Waters said that. For what? For who? Not for this team, because y'all not going to pay me, so you're going to make me damage goods and then leave me out there to dry, just like they do with a lot of their players. But yeah, I do think, but listen, Nelson Aguilar has speed. He doesn't have Hollywood speed, but Nelson Aguilar does have speed. And what's going on, Kevin Wood? Appreciate you for dropping by the channel. He says, I'm a Colts fan, and I got mad respect for the Ravens. I absolutely hate the Steelers, so it was painful but beautiful at the same time. Appreciate that. Appreciate you for dropping in. Um, we hate the Steelers as well. Yep. And you can close your ears for this. I hate the Colts with a passion. And I don't hate the Colts because I hate the Colts. I hate the Colts because of the owner, Bob Ursay. I hate Bob Ursay. He stole my team in the middle of the night. 
I was a eight. I was almost born in. They took that Mayfowl truck and drove off in the middle of the night. Wasn't too happy about that. And listen, I, I sometimes I sit back and think to myself, like, look, I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad. They took the team, and it is what it is. But the thing that I, I didn't like was the fact that they took the records with them. Like, y'all tried to take the players. You tried to take Johnny Unitas, Lenny Moore, uh, Gina Marchetti. You tried to take all of these guys. But unfortunately, they're loyal to Baltimore, and they stayed here with us. I just don't think that y'all should take our records and keep them. Y'all keep them colors, though. Y'all keep that plain white. In blue, I ain't gonna hold you on that one. Young, young had that one, but yeah, but yeah, appreciate you. What's going on, DJ? He says, Good, the defense, especially Kyle Hamilton. Uh, defense, probably Kyle Hamilton. Uh, the bad were receivers, even open. Listen, I don't even what happened in overtime. They dropped so many passes in overtime leading up to overtime. It's like their hands just stopped working. Uh, the ugly was the O line. That's bad for the fourth year in a row. That can't be true, sir. I, our offensive line cannot be bad because I was told, I was told that EDC drafted linemen, and we picked up outstanding free agents. And Morgan Moses was top five, so it can't be a fourth year in a row that our offensive line is porous. It just can't be, or else Eric DaCosta, EDC as his friends call him, will go out here and make some trades and acquire some people that can play. Am I right? Or would you just take Patrick McCarry and say, you know what, we're just gonna move you anywhere on the line we see fit? not give you a position and hope that you can play well. Is that what's happening? Am I wrong? Coach says, good. <laughs> My stream, bad. <laughs> Situation of football, <laughs> ugly. O-line play. That's right, Coach. Your stream was outstanding, sir. Outstanding. I tried to get in on your stream, but you stopped sending out links to it. Last, I think it was last week. And I was like, oh, he don't want to buy ball him. So, But then I thought, I'm like, he might be on OBS. And that's why you didn't send out a link. So... I ain't, I ain't even bother you on that one. That's right. Marcus Peters. It was Marcus Peters, that guy. By the end of the season, watch. Marcus Peters will be back. I'm telling you. And, yes, the Mayflower truck, man. I think I think I was about to be born or close to being born in 83. And I remember my parents telling me about that Mayflower truck. Because I think I wasn't born until 89. Yeah, I was born about 89. And I heard the stories about the truck. So, you know, I just didn't like that. Just our family just kept telling that story down the line. So I just didn't like the quotes from Rip because I'm only like 24. <laughs> I was real confused. Huh? I was real confused. Right. Because somebody said something about, somebody said something like, you know, like I was there when the Mayflower left. Like I was actually. And I was confused the... by the, I was born around 89. <laughs> right. Because like I was there in 83 watching TV, like, oh, what is this? You were there in 83 watching TV because you had been there way prior. Oh, was I? Dang. Mm -hmm. So was that passing the first? Was it passing the first? Yes, that was mm -hmm. definitely passing the first. But for me personally, I don't like using these things as an excuses for losses because there were many calls that have could have gone either way. First and foremost, we shouldn't even have been in that situation to have tried to use that call. Um, and over time, we should have tried to kick that field goal. To, but just in my opinion, we shouldn't try to kick that field goal because if you miss, if you miss, you give them outstanding field position. So, yeah, you know, it, it, there were a lot of reasons why we lost the game. That missed pass in the first, and it was a missed, um, a missed face mask on Zay Flowers. 
on one of the third downs. Mm -hmm. Like they tackled him and he grabbed his face mask and pulled it down. It was a missed face mask on that, even though it would have been offsetting penalties and they would have had to replay the down, but still, like they missed a lot of stuff. But if we'd have handled our business like we were supposed to, if our head coach had this team prepared like he needed to, we wouldn't be have we wouldn't be talking about these scenarios and situations. Like all of this stuff is conjecture to me. Like, what are we talking about it for? If we'd have played up to our level, if you look at our talent base and their talent base. It's no competition. Danity. She says, I'm disgusted. So disgusted that you all need to hit that like button and subscribe. Kings and queens. That's right. If you're disgusted like we're disgusted, buttons. <laughs> Come join this disgust. Come join the disgust and hang out with us. Let's be disgusted together as a family. Uh, Jerry Bears. He says, it hurts watching Pickens cook knowing we drafted a fake. I'm not going to finish that. Listen, there comes a time. There comes a time. <laughs> Ooh. There comes a time in life when you have to get over some things. If I've gotten over by now, I think it's time to get over it. Like, yes. Should we have taken George Pickens over David Ajabo? Of course we should have. Because once again, I don't understand how you can take a wide receiver that loves to block that loves to block in the run game. And you have a running team that loves for its wide receivers to block. And you don't pair the two together. Like, there's no marriage there. I don't understand that part. I don't understand it. But we take a dude that's hurt to a team that's already hurt. And Charlie Kola, he was hurt. We drafted two hurt dudes in the same draft. Like, make that make sense to me. And where was Charlie Kola today? Was he even active? Did he play? Oh, man. What I do? My bad, Agent E. What's going on, bro? I'm sorry. I didn't. If I missed you, I didn't mean to ignore you. What you say? But I miss. Apologies. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get over this loss. Because, listen, y'all. I told y'all before the season started. I told y'all before the season started, and everybody was like, "Yeah, shut up." Um, the Cleveland Browns are a problem. Even though Nick Chubb went down, that's my guy. Right there, I like like that's my dude. Um, he plays for Las Vegas, the Raiders. They're playing the Steelers right now. Um, so I told y'all, watch out for Cleveland. If Deshaun Watson can get it together and be half of what he was in Houston, Cleveland is going to be a dangerous team. Year in and year out, Cleveland has one of the most balanced rosters in the NFL, or they did when they had Nick Chubb. That's my guy. Um. No, that's my guy. Like, like Nick Chubb is my favorite running back. Like he's and he's a good dude. Like he's a good guy outside of football. Oh, that's what he appears to be. But I told y'all, Cleveland's going to be a problem. And today, from what it seems, maybe Deshaun got his swagger back. Maybe Deshaun got his swagger back. And if they can find a semblance of a running game, Cleveland is going to be a problem. When I said this before the season, I said, "Yo, Cleveland's going to fight for the division lead." They are. And without any mass injuries, that defense is going to carry them. The run game, wow. But Amari Cooper is a number one wide receiver. Dallas is stupid for getting rid of him. Donovan People Jones is a competent number two. And they got Elijah Moore to play two, three. And they got Cedric Tillman. And he hasn't even come into his own yet. Now, I think the key to me is David Njoku, who, of course, he went to the University of Miami. So we don't expect much from him because he's a hurricane. You know, don't expect much from them, especially tight ends. Uh, but Cleveland is going to be a problem. Now, now, 
if we don't get some things together, tighten some things up, and hopefully get some players back from injury, next week is going to be a game. That's the game I wish we would have went to. Maybe I should see about <laughs> procuring some tickets to that one. That's the game know. I want. It might be in Cleveland, <laughs> I'm, though. I'm traumatized. It might be in Cleveland. I don't mind going to Cleveland. I don't mind going to Cleveland. But yeah, I, listen, this that's this is this is a, right now week four. We're in a fight for division supremacy with the Cleveland Browns. I, it's weird to say Cincinnati. We don't know what's going on with them. Joe Burrow, he might get injured and miss a few games, or he might just sit out. Pittsburgh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to take from him because I don't think I don't think I, I think if if Nick Chubb hadn't got injured Monday night, Steelers would be zero and two right now. If they hadn't taken him out that game, the Steelers would be 0-2 right now. So, yeah, massage man. Hopefully he don't massage those passes right over Brandon Stevens' head. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. So, you know, we got some work to do. We got some things that we need to get together. Um, dang, we've been here an hour. I really wasn't pretending to turn. Anyway, um, stock up, stock down. So let me know any players that you feel from this game, from previous games, whose stock has risen or stock has decreased throughout the season, if you have any. Really don't have any for up. Go <laughs> uh, <Cole> Hamilton again. <laughs> uh, I don't really feel like it's risen much because he's been playing well, but the only thing that comes to mind, stock down. Uh, quite a few people. <laughs> Wait a minute. One second, please. King Dan, what's going on? You said... um. What you say, King Dan? I just had it here. You said the Browns, the Browns beating bums. The Ravens just played a bum today. And what happened? The Ravens played a bum team today. I'm saying, I'm sorry, Jason. Oh, I thought he was calling the Ravens a bum. No, he said the Browns were beating sorry teams. We played a sorry oh. team today and we couldn't get it done. So I'm sorry. Stock up, stock down. But what's going on, King Dan? Uh stock down O line as a whole. <laughs> Uh, I feel like they did pretty well last week. Still a lot of penalties, but like completely fell apart today. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess I'm kind of similar with you. Um, I don't mean to offend you. Did you? So, so, so Tyrell, welcome to the channel. Um, let me know. Did you really think, and just in all transparency and honesty, did you think that missing your starting quarterback, fourth overall pick, missing Jonathan Taylor, that the Colts with the moves that Jim Ursay has been making and, and just how he's been running his team recently, did you really think that the Colts were going to do something this season? Because I didn't. Like, I just, with everything that has been going on, I just didn't think they were going to be anything. I didn't mean to offend you on your team, but I just, I didn't, I did not see them. With in that division. I thought Jackson was going to win the division and they look terrible. Houston might have a have a claim to that one. Coach says stock up, Hamilton, stock down Zeitler. I can't hold you on that one. Uh, my stock up is going to be Kyle Hamilton as well. Um, listen, he's making plays. He's been one of the most consistent Ravens on defense throughout the season. Roquan Smith did his thing the first game, second game pretty decent. He had a, he had a fairly good game today. I don't think he was as impactful as he was doing week one. Not to say that he played bad, not to say he's not doing his thing, but I just think that Kyle Hamilton, to me, has been the most consistent Raven of all. Um, stock down. It's got to be special teams. 
John Harbaugh, you are supposed to be the special teams master, special teams ace, the coach that knows everything to do about special teams, and you're making critical errors. Like you're having judgment lapses at the wrong times. You're costing the team games with your judgment. Um, Stock down, Jordan Stout. Jordan Stout, we need you to make a play. You kick about 34 yards. 34 yards. Coach, it's not about the plays you make. It's about when you make them. You can boom. You could have three 70-yard field goals throughout a game. But when the game's on the line and I need you to hit a 55-yarder and you miss it, don't tell me about the 70-yarders that you made. Tell me about the 55-yarder that you missed. And he, to me, let the team eh, – I can't say he let the team down. But it just did not come at one of the most opportune times. Uh, Lenny, yes. Cleveland is definitely going to be a problem. The whole team stocked down. I don't want to say the whole team because – Defensively, we had some people that played. Um, also, my stock down, I'm going to have to go coaching. Just the coaching, it's just lackluster. Just some of the fourth down decisions in OT, just the coaching in general. Isaiah likely is on my stock down list. He just he just keeps falling. Like Every time I say, you know what, let's get this guy another chance, let him make plays, he doesn't. Like He just seems to disappoint time and time again. And for my last stock down, it's going to be Justin Tucker. That one, yeah, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting to see your face on that one. Whoa. I was waiting to see your face on that. But hear me out. My stock down isn't on Justin Tucker, the player. My stock down is on Justin Tucker, the concept. The concept that these coaches have and some of the players have that, hey, we just need to get in field goal range and let Justin Tucker win the game for us. Instead of having that, that mama mentality and saying, look, we need to go out here and win these games. We Listen, coach, put it on me. Let me be the one to make that play. I'm about to go out here and dominate and get us this dub. Instead, they're like, oh, man, let's just play Let's play for 60 yards. If we get within 60 yards, Justin Tucker's going to kick this field goal. He has, he will be, and always and for, forever in Ravens lore, he's that dude. He's our points. And I think to actually win a championship, we need to come off of that mentality that let's just get it close enough for Justin Tucker to win it. No, how about this? How about you go down here and get this touchdown so we don't have to go into overtime for Justin Tucker to kick a winning field goal? That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it's, I don't have an issue with Justin Tucker. My stock isn't down on Tucker. Everybody misses field goals. My stock is down on the concept that the players and the coaches use him as a scapegoat to not play as aggressively as I believe. I believe, not saying that they know not, but just in my opinion, that I believe that they should. All right. So, where was that comment? I think somebody had a question. Gare Bear has, it says, one question. Where is we spending all our money? Because it seems like we got a cheap old line and the NFL, you get what you pay for. Um, Where's our money? Our money goes into, I don't want to say cheap labor. Because none of this is cheap. None of these players are cheap. Our money goes into contracts. Excuse me, so to speak. So let's say, so for instance, let's just say, for example, Melvin Gordon. We take Melvin Gordon, we sign him for a deal up to $3 million. Then we go and sign a Kenyon Drake for maybe like 1.4. I don't know what his contract really is. I'm just saying. Then we say somebody gets hurt on special teams and we sign a special teams player to $2 million. Then the person gets healthy. We cut that special teams player. We cut Kenyon Drake. Then we have a bunch of dead money on the books for next season. And this happens and occurs over and over, especially the last few seasons, like with JPP and all this other, all these other guys. When we sign them to those contracts and then we let them go, it costs us money. 
You know what I'm saying? Even when we signed OBJ to that $15 million deal, being at the fact that he didn't have any void years to that deal, it was going to cost us cap money next year. It was going to cost us dead money next year. So we have a lot of dead money and a lot of cap space tied up into players that are no longer here. So when you see these deals for three, four, five, six million dollars, and you're like, oh, that's not much for a player. When you start getting an abundance of players at these prices, it adds up. And then when it comes time to pay money for other people, we don't have that money. So then we have to start restructuring because I don't know how many times we restructured Marlins deal. I don't know how many times we restructured Ronnie Stanley's deal. Um, I know that in the short time that it's been, the Browns have restructured Deshaun Watson's deal twice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What's going on? It says, Coach owned the horse show today was the exclamation point. A backup quarterback with a rookie coach came into your house and won. Facts. I can't listen. I can't even argue with you on that one. Like, that's exactly what happened. They came in and won. You know, um, backup running back, if you want to add that in there as well. One of your tackles, I think, fries or whatever he is, guard, he got hurt. So, I mean, listen, we had injuries as well, which is no excuse for a team to win or lose because ultimately we had a game that we started and ended with Lamar Jackson. So it's a game that we should have won as a team. But, hey, props to the Colts. They did what they needed to do. I'm not one of the people that's going to be like, ah, oh, nah, next time. Because guess what? We're not going to see you next time because one of us is going to make the playoffs and one of us isn't. Will G says, from your view today, do they have role playing zone mostly uh, while PQ picks up the backs? No. Um, from the, the, the times that I saw and paid attention to, they alternated and they rotated. Like, I don't think they have them specifically doing one job. It just depends on the defensive alignment and what the offense was giving them. I think they, I want to say they're interchangeable because one can play without the other, but the other, yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, what are we wrong about? What are we saying that's wrong, bro? Like, what are we lying about? Yeah, King Dan. Like, uh... okay. <laughs> wait, listen. Listen, okay, so you say Odell Beckham Jr. is a Kardashian, injury-prone, wasted 15 million. So for me, I speak a lot, a lot of regular season. It means nothing to me. And it's good for stats. It's good for, for talking heads. It's good for arguments. It's good for when you just, just somebody say something that you don't like. Like, all of this stuff is good. Oh, yeah, Lamar threw for 4,000 yards and he threw for 35 touchdowns. All of this stuff is good. and It is what it is. But for me personally, I don't care nothing about none of this. OBJ ain't got to play another down until the playoffs. But if he shows out during the playoffs and helps us win and get to an AFC championship or a Super Bowl, it was worth every penny of it. I don't care about these games right now because I don't even think I don't think that OBJ would have made a difference in the game today because OBJ does not block. Does that do 44 for the for for Indianapolis? I don't know if Ronnie Stanley was blocking him, but yeah. So I don't think he was a waste of money per se. I think that they could have gone and gotten a backup plan. Like we've said this a thousand times. Why not go get DeAndre Hopkins just in case, just in case Odell goes down. Now we have two to lean on. Now we don't have to put all the focus and all the pressure on Odell Beckham coming off of an injury. We don't have to put it all on him. We can spread it around, but everybody said, Oh, we don't need that. We got OBJ. He's going to be fine. Fine. And, and listen, Bateman, I don't know what's wrong with Bateman. I hope he's not hurt. I hope he's. I can't. I cannot take another. <laughs> I can't take another year of of Bateman being hurt and just people being down on him. I really like Bateman. I think he's special if he can stay on the field. 
you know um I don't see y'all saying the thing, same thing about Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie Stanley has never played a full season. Nobody's talking about that. Ronnie Stanley has not played a 16-17 game season since he's entered the NFL. But you still consider him one of the best left tackles in the league. Two years, two injuries. Maybe three years, three injuries. Let's get a kid a break and see what he has. Once again, I'm not worried about Bateman. I'm worried about no, – I'm worried, not worried about Bateman regular season. I'm worried about Bateman playoff time. Is he going to be available then? This is when I need everybody healthy. This is why I, this is why I, I need the team to stop overutilizing Zay Flowers because I don't want him to get in that so-called sophomore slump in the time that we need him the most because he is our most explosive receiver. He's building a connection with Lamar that I think is going to go far and aid us once we make it to the playoffs. So don't overutilize him and get him hurt. And listen, it's too early to say Ojabo's a bust. Listen, the dude got a sack in the first game. What more do you want? He was only a high second-round pick. What more do you want? One sack in three games. What is Ojabo? What is, what is Odafe Owe doing? He's a first-round pick. He has no sacks. So by proxy, Ojabo's a pro bowler. Y'all made me do too much. I'm having too much fun today. I don't know why. I should be like, I should be really hostile and I should be really upset because. Upset. Yeah, I, sh I should be really upset because we lost. <laughs> but for some reason, I knew we were going to lose this game. I think that that's why I'm a little more light with it. Like, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Because I somehow knew, we, I told you beginning of the game, I'm like, something don't feel right. God, the Minshew, a grown man wearing jorts. I. Stop. Just cursed. <laughs> cursed. What's going on, Kogan? He said, as much as this hurts to say, I think we need to trade Stanley and find a new left tackle. He hasn't been healthy and takes up more cap than what he's worth due to his availability. Um, uh, Sometimes, listen, sometimes I'm on offense about that. Like, Ronnie Stanley is an outstanding player. When he's truly healthy, he is one of the best left tackles in the game. When he's truly healthy. And being that Stanley is pre-Eric DaCosta. I'm not confident that Eric DaCosta can find another left tackle that can actually play. Because, I mean, listen, y'all remember he brought out Juwan James as a replacement. And that dude got hurt 30 seconds into the first game. They broke the huddle, and he tore his ACL leaving the huddle. And I'm like, yo, we knew this was going to happen because he did the same thing in Denver two seasons in a row. Why did you think this was going to work out? So I think... We need keep Ronnie Stanley on the shelf until he can get fully healthy, and then we'll go from there. I think that, yeah, but yeah, I don't trade him. I think it's a little bit too early for that. And you gonna leave? You gonna leave my man Matabuske out of this one? That man is playing for a contract, sir. He's playing for his livelihood in Baltimore. If you don't know, in Baltimore, we love average dudes. And hype him up and, and give them more props than they need. But I like Mike BK. I think he can be something. I don't know why he just hasn't turned that corner yet. You know, we let Calais Campbell go. Um, I thought that being this, this was a contract year, he was going to be like, yo, I'm going to earn this money. I like it in Baltimore. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do everything that I need to do to be here. But it, it's not panning out. I think, though, I think maybe those personal fouls, those three personal foul penalties in two games may have hurt his confidence. Mm. 
But Bateman is not trash, sir. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to call my man trash. You want to call him a little banged up? We can call him banged up, but we're not going to call him trash, sir. And listen, throughout the first two weeks, he's made some clutch catches. We don't we don't win last week without him making those clutch catches. So, yeah. And we listen, Super Brother, we, we knew we didn't have a pass rush. On the outside or the inside coming into the season. We knew that. And we decided we're going to roll what we got. We're going to let Justin Houston go to Carolina. We're not going to get it. We're not going to bring back Yannick Ngakwe. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to bring in any of these talented pass rushes. We're going to go what we got and pray for the best. And I said this before, and I will say this again for the last time. We said the same thing two years ago about the wide receiver position. They said we got Bateman. They said we got Wallace. They said we got Duvernay and Prochet. Let these young boys cook and see what Lamar can do with them. And it failed miserably. So you would have thought that the organization would have learned their lesson from that in that position. And it didn't happen. And now we're in a situation where we're compromised at corner and we don't have the pass rush to back it up. And listen, I know people are going to say we play who they put in front of us, which is 100 percent true. But we've gotten lucky just like the end of last season. They said, oh, the Ravens defense is in the top five at the end of last season. Look how soft their schedule was the end of last season. Now when we're about to start to ramp things up and play teams with better offensive and defensive lines, better offensive weapons, now we get to see the test. This is why I wanted Cincinnati to be at full strength last week because I thought it was going to be a test. I thought it was going to be a barometer to see how far we were going to – we needed to go to make this team where we should be or the pieces that we were missing or lacking in certain areas. So – even without Nick Chubb next week, I think it's going to be a test because offensive line, defensive line for the Browns, always top five. Always top five. And I think it's going to be a test. Next week, win, lose, or draw, I don't want to hear is week four. Let's wait till next week. All right. Any parting words, my darling daughter? None for me. <laughs> None not for you? Nope. <laughs> they okay. made I'm ready to take a nap. Me too. I was like, I'm not even going to stream tonight. I'm just going to go take a nap. I, I was almost out. <laughs> then I was like, let me jump on here and I'm going to do a quick 20 minutes and get off. But then you decided to join me. No, I did not around. decide. You asked me and I said, well, I don't really want to, but I guess I will. And then I saw on YouTube, it was about to start at 8 at 7.55. And I was like, well, what are you doing without me? <laughs> Uh, Lenny, so yeah, so Lenny, Lenny, you said um, Tua has Tyreek Hill. My question to you, sir, is what stopped the Ravens from getting Tyreek Hill? I mean, except for his own cheapness and inability to surround Lamar with the talent that he's supposed to have. Outside of that, we could have had Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Hill was up for grabs, honestly. We didn't even make a push for him. We didn't even make a phone call. We were just like, oh, they want what? I can't get that up. I need, I need 22 swings at the bat at these draft picks. Like I can't give it up. I, I need all the draft picks I can so I can so I can hit on something. And I think somebody put a question of how many starters has EDC drafted? Not many. He's he's drafted a lot of backups and special teams players. You know what I'm saying? And yes, we got to stop playing down to the competition. I think that's what's hurting us. And it all starts with coaching. It all starts from the top, the top down. Like. I understand you you get a game where things just don't go right. 
you meet certain teams that you are better than, but just matchups, just you have matchup issues and you don't match up well. I've seen all of these things and I can I can understand that and I can accept those losses. But when you just go out and completely play to the level of your competition, you play down to them. I can't accept that. And I put that on the head coach and I put that on Jonathan Harbaugh for the last 11 years, 11 years. I'm like, yo, this dude got to go. And if y'all can't see that he's not this Hall of Fame coach, he's he walked into a situation. He walked into a situation with Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs. He walked into a culture where the players did what they needed to do. They won a Super Bowl. And John Harbaugh was like, well, I'm the big dog in town now. We're going to get rid of all of these voices. And we got rid of all of those voices. And then we ended up with the Rashawn Melvin years. And we weren't winning nothing. And then we brought in Lamar. And we started winning again. And everybody wants to say, oh, look what John Harbaugh did. John Harbaugh didn't do anything. If you can't see that this man can't coach, situationally, his timeouts are horrendous. His challenges, terrible. Situational football, situational awareness is really, really bad. And I agree, we do need to get healthy. I agree. But when does it come a time when you say, because we can, we can blame Steve Saunders all that we want to blame Steve Saunders. This issue was here. This issue was here before Steve Saunders was ever a part of the Ravens. We've had injury his injury issues for a minute. And once again, when does it start at the top? When do you say, you know what? You are the leader. You're supposedly the leader of men. And you're leading this team into a place where they can't stay healthy. They're not winning games that they're supposed to win. Because God darn it, 2019, we're supposed to beat the Titans. Hands down. Hands down. We were supposed to be the Titans 2019. But for some reason, they said we're going to take the most prolific running attack in NFL history. These, this is not an opinion. This is a fact. The most prolific running attack in NFL history. By far. In history, number one. And we're going to try to throw the ball. We went on a 14-game win streak. Dominating teams. We beat the best that the NFL had to offer. And we get in the playoffs and say, you know what? I'm going to outsmart you. Watch this. And we went away from what made us successful. And the head coach of that team stood there and watched this happen. The head coach of that team watched us rush. What was it? Six times, if I'm not mistaken. Historically, the most dominant team in NFL history rushed three times in the playoff game in January. Three times. Historically. And you're not telling me that doesn't come from the top. That doesn't come from the head coach. Because me as the head coach and, and the guy in charge, I'm looking at my offensive coordinator like, bro, what you doing? All right, I'm going to need you to sit down. Who's your second in command? Hey, what you got for me? Because this dude don't know what the hell he's doing. And we're about to squander an, a, a, a golden opportunity. Because 2019, 2019, what injuries did we have? Other than Mark Ingram getting hurt at the end of the season. We didn't have any. And we squandered a golden opportunity. So, hey, y'all can think of John Harbaugh as you want to, but the man just isn't getting it done right now. And I made a video a long time ago about the Golden State Warriors, which is my basketball team champs, you know, that's how we do. Um, and the Golden State Warriors, and everybody thought they were crazy. They hit a peak with Mark Jackson as their head coach. And they had Steph Curry and they had Clay, and they were successful to a point. Until management realized, you can only take us so far. Mark Jackson is only going to get us to the mountain. He's not going to take us to the peak. Fired him. 
hired Steve Kerr and immediately won a title. Now, if they didn't listen to the fan base and everybody else saying, oh, man, Mark Jackson is just so great. Look at what he's done. They would have never moved on and won a championship. And I think that's something that we need to do. As great as y'all think John Harbaugh is, he's taken us to a point. Now his word is stagnant. His word is not resonating with the rest of this club. His decisions are horrendous. His ego is deplorable. And I just think that we need to get someone in here that's going to stop squant. Listen, Lamar is one of the most dynamic people on this earth. Earth. I've watched celebrities that I look at and be like, yo, if I met them, I might be a fanboy. I ain't going to hold you. And they look at Lamar like, yo. And they start stuttering. So they're looking at this young man, and he's a star. And what are we doing with him? Running him like a freaking running back. Still to this day. Year six, we're running him like a running back. And that, to me, falls on the head coach. So I'm going to stop with my little diatribe there, you know, because I can keep going on for days and days about this dude. Um, I appreciate everybody for hanging out with us for this last hour and 29 minutes. Still 37, 38 people in here. Make sure you like and subscribe before you leave. Share this with your friends. If you are an Indianapolis Colts fan, I appreciate you for dropping in, hanging out with us. Make sure. Make sure if you like what I'm doing and you want to hang out with us after streams, if you want to get more knowledge into this YouTube game, if you just want to find a community that is more than football, sign up for the Patreon. It's five dollars, little as five bucks a month. You're a patron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get into you can get into the Discord. You meet me some friends. You want me to join it? Yeah, I don't want you joining the Discord because oh, sometimes yeah. things get. Sometimes things can get a little raunchy. I had to step in it like it's ladies in here. Don't do it. But you can join it. I think you can join it. I think we've I think we've solidified things to the point now where people know how to keep it in line. Because like I had I have to remind them there are ladies in here and we don't like to stray a little too far. But once again, if you want to be a part of that community, a part of this family, we are building something that is more than just YouTube. We're building something more that is it's more than football, more than sports. It's everyday life. Like we support each other in everything we do. So if you want to be a part of that for as little as five bucks a month, and they're actually running free trials, so you can test it out, see if you like it. Patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. Hang out with us. Send the descriptions, send the comments. It's everywhere. So if you want to be a part of the Rogue family, make sure to hit me up. Also, appreciate the $20 donation from Yolanda B. Says, thank you for the stream. And thank you for co-hosting tonight, Jazz. Oh, thank yes. you for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you for co-hosting Jasmine. Like she has to come back a little bit more and not be a stranger to the channel. I know you don't like doing it, but hey, people seem to enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like, listen, this would have been really not fun if I had to sit here by myself. If I had to sit here by myself, this stream would have gone on for like 15 minutes. It but just because I had buzz you by yourself. <laughs> It's just a comfort of having my, my kin around, which makes this a lot better. Please come back. Exactly. Um, I guess I need to say my saying, I think. I always keep forgetting my saying because I haven't said it in so long. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see if I remember real quick while I do this. Remember, always think for yourself. Formulate your own opinions. Never give into conformity. And most importantly, most importantly, be somebody important. Be yourself. And that's all we got. 
and we out.